our 17th episode. Um, it feels like it has been ages since we've talked to you all. Um, hey, life is busy. It's that holiday season. I got my stretchy pants on. Although, let's be honest, I've been wearing my stressy pants since COVID hit in 2020. Fake news. Uh, anyways, we are here to talk about some exciting topic regarding cults um, and really hoping that we can get David into joining one. Um, curious which one he's going to pick, but it's kind of like the matchmaker. And before we get that going, <laughs> we are going to uh, do a Florida man. So let's get going. All right. Today's Florida man topic. Man arrested after a woman rushed to the hospital with hatchet protruding from her head. The hatchet protrude like. Oh, he didn't hit. Oh, man. So many questions. The woman that he, he rushed to the hospital. Oh. Well, so. I don't know if. Yeah. Was he so chopping he, wood and missed? Pretty far miss. Can I read this? So it says that a man was arrested for attempted murder after a woman was taken to the hospital with a hatchet protruding from her head. Uh, deputies responded to a call in St. Petersburg in reference to an attempted murder at around 1036 a.m. This was like a morning murder. Like, do you just wake up and you're like, Holy you know shit. Today? hatchet some things. Well, that's like Texas. I mean, um, the Amityville horror story. He he hacked them all up in the middle of the night, early morning, and same with Lin, Liz, Lizzie Borden did the same thing. That's kind of a consistent flow. Um, well, they shouldn't have named the murder after her then. <laughs> that's a topic that, for another it is. podcast. Yes, it could be. <laughs> um. Well, hey, I oh, I feel like. Those happen like in the early morning at like 5 a.m., like bewitching hour still. I think anything before I wake up is bewitching hour. But this is like 10.30. Like you've already been to the Crackle Barrel. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. Breakfast and morning coffee. Like you're, you're set for the day. You already had your morning. Yeah, breakfast, morning, morning poop. And now you're out chopping your wood for the day. And your your lady comes right. out and gives you shit, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna chop instead of wood. Your head. Yeah, like fuck your face. Here it comes. So wow, here's my other part of. So she died. Really like, uh, not sure. So deputies found 56 year old woman with a hatchet protruding from her head. She was taken to a local hospital with life threatening injuries. No shit. Um. And they later identified the suspect, 40-year-old Michael Doherty. So, Michael Doherty apparently has a thing for cougars. And this woman that he was with was 16 years older. Did we just lose her? Oh, no. So, she was 56. So, she, you said, I, you, I caught every other word. Yeah, it was well, bad. It was like every other sentence. Um, oh, so no. she she's fifty six, and he was sixteen years younger than her. Yes. Yeah, in the story, he's forty years old. She's fifty six. Um, and then she ran her mouth a little too much, I guess. 
for that. Yeah, I don't either. I was thinking, trying to think of one, but I couldn't get it. <laughs> that was that was pretty gold there, Dave. Well, listen yeah. to your whole bag. It's the last time I hear from you. Patch it to the head. She probably was like, because it was cold a couple weeks ago in Florida, right, Dave? Hatchet yeah, dropped. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah, hatchet dropped. He, he did the old hatchet <laughs> drop on it. On your head. I'm done with this shit. See, um, okay. So we've all been mad at our significant others, right? I, no, I, I, not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. so That's because your significant other listens to the hatchet, podcast. Like, what? <laughs> huh? Uh, when Chris said, yeah. no, not me, I said, that's because his Yo. significant other listens to the podcast. <laughs> and I mean, mine already we love her. We killer. love them all. I mean, I've never, like, gone, you know, if I, could, if I had a hatchet, if I had a freaking hatchet, you'd have it inside of your head. So, yeah, I don't get the physical harm thing. Like, I, I get... You know, you get upset, you get into arguments, you have disagreements, but the the laying the hands on either side, just to me, it does to me it doesn't solve anything. If you're in a relationship with somebody, it just doesn't solve anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't make you feel better. You know, it's not like it's some random guy in the street that disrespects you you in some stupid way or whatever that you gotta defend yourself. Like it's just in that kind of relationship, it's unnecessary. It it, it just makes things worse. It it puts a a marker in the relationship that just it'll it's pretty much doomed to fail unfortunately and and not to say that you know there hasn't been relationships out there that haven't had those things happen and then they flourish from there on out and never happens again and that's great but i'm sure it's always something that hangs in the background or, or is held over that person's mm-hmm. head like hey you remember that time you you know tried to hit me with that hatchet you know oh, for sure it's like just, every argument you know it comes up and you know like yeah I don't believe that's love. If you've got to put your hands on your significant other, you don't love them. You know, that's that's no. not that's not a love, you know. Well, I, I have, feel I for have the... questions. I I have questions. What was his end game? Maybe she wasn't talking back. Maybe something that he wanted to get the insurance money because he didn't kill her, right? Well, she didn't die, but he hauled butt and was arrested in Alachua. Hmm. So, but Amanda, didn't like, you say he dropped her off at the hospital? Well, see, it read no, like I, that, but then it it in the story it reads that he that the officer showed up at the home and found her. Okay, but somebody called, and then yeah, all right. So then, she, sorry, yeah. So then she was definitely talking back or something. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Or he was chopping wood and was holding the axe backwards, and she walked up behind him. And some Looney Tunes shit happen. I mean, if you're right now, <laughs> hey, hold this piece of wood for me real quick. I'm I on your head. Missing. And got her. Yeah, if I'm the uh, Paul Bunyan's version of the old uh, apple and the bow and arrow trick. That was William Tell, not Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Well, Paul Bunyan's version of it, because Paul Bunyan was a okay, yeah, axe guy. Boy, they're on YouTube. William Tell. Yeah, I don't know. Shit. It's all good though. She's the fact checker. She is checking she the, is facts. About the facts. She is about the facts. Um Yeah, so you know, hatchets are happening in Florida. But I have a better story that I feel really is important to this conversation. And I 
I had to Fair tell enough. you all about this story beforehand because I really need your honest reaction. Okay. So in Brazil, there is a woman who married a rag doll last December in front of 250 of their closest friends. And recently has admitted that their relationship. You said their closest friends. The rag doll has close friends. <laughs> yes. This is where the story gets better. I saw this. <laughs> gets better. We're not even done Continue. yet. Continue. It's better. Um, well, apparently their relationship is hanging on by a thread because he but cheated I'm... on her by texting <laughs> another woman. What? Wait a minute. So now the ragdoll and the mother of three are sleeping in separate beds. They have kids? It's probably not his kid. So it's she a mixed family. For the relationship. But hell, he's Texas. Stop kids. Stop kids. Stop kids. Well, nope. I think there are children because I'm going to send you a picture. And, and, and folks listening at home, I will post this on Instagram. Um. Because there is a picture of a nurse delivering a ragtall child. Out of the woman? Wait a damn minute. <laughs> shut, the, <laughs> shut the front door. No. Wait, can Holy send that, fuck. Can you send that to Chris so he can put that. Oh my in. God. I want to see a bigger picture of this. I knew, I knew that you three would be like, what in the world? Well, I I saw this, but I didn't notice that the kid was a ragdoll as well. Wow. So there's a lot to unpack here. Where shall we start? I don't think we have enough time to unpack all that. (laughs) So there's children in the podcast itself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So a 37 year old woman in Brazil hit headlines Mm -hmm. early this year after revealing she had met the love of her life, a rag doll named Marcelo. Uh, She has since, (laughs) she has since admitted that their relationship is hanging on by a thread. I am not this clever to make that up. That is literally what it says. And I think that's, yes, you are. Yes, she uh, After claiming that he cheated on her. Oh, there's even more pictures. Oh, I have to, I'm gonna share the screen because this is oh, this is epic. You, How do I do this? Right. I was gonna say, did oh you find gosh. the link I found? The, so the backstory is her mother created said ragdoll. Wait a minute. Then that what? would be her mother. No. What the fuck is this? Okay. So oh you yeah, see scroll the up, doll lady, right? Scroll, scroll up, Amanda. Oh, you don't have so, that one. Oh, no. I have the original post where they okay. welcome a baby. Oh, yeah, God. so she uh, claims he went to a motel with another woman, and she even found text on his phone. He's got a phone. <laughs> I hope they pay by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> After a whirlwind romance, she claimed to have fallen pregnant 
and she didn't want to have the baby out of wedlock. So the doula decided to get hitched in a ceremony attended by 250 people. This Soon bitch needs to gave- look into her text messages because <laughs> I bet she's cheating. Uh, soon she gave birth in only 35 minutes while at home with a doctor and a nurse on site and live streamed the whole ordeal to an audience of 2000 of 200 people. There you have it. What? Come on. <laughs> He's naked. They started their honeymoon too early. Look at this. No, that's a suit. Uh, maybe. No, 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 no. This picture that's on there now. Um, this is the best part. Uh, this okay. So the lady revealed she started to have doubts about their relationship because she realized she is the only breadwinner and they were struggling to pay the bills. You don't say. He doesn't. Not, have a, not job. a big mystery there. <laughs> but uh, there are mysteries. She's pregnant. Well, yes, there's mysteries there. Yes, but I have to say. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) One of these quotes from that article, Amanda, did you read it? He is the man I always wanted in my life. Married life with him is wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. He doesn't argue. He just understands me. Come on. (laughs) He doesn't talk back, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. If he ever did, I mean, he has something to worry about. He's got the dopest uh, hair and mustache I've ever seen. Who drew his face? Like <laughs> her mom. Do you think they? She's changed? not a bad woman. I don't understand why she's. He's she's wearing not... a chain. Look at the necklace. Oh, he is. He's got some bling yeah, on there. He's a good Christian. It looks like. Holy what the shit! Fuck? Come on. She got a tinfoil hat on. Is that blood? What is that? Uh, no, I think that's the stuff. I think that's the blanket. Hand. Yeah. Came out with a full head of hair and eyes <laughs> already open. Look at that. Got a unibrow okay. too. Here's my one question, friends. How would is she you breastfeeding? <laughs> I mean, pictures are didn't happen. Oh, I thought I that love was everybody's in scrubs. I love everybody's in scrubs except for the guy in the New York Yankees hoodie. <laughs> him and the dad or, or him and the other feller. The dad's in scrubs and a tie. Oh, he is. And he's got a shocked expression. Like, I can't believe he's he the him. doctor. I bet you. Oh, my God. These There's, questions in this oh, article just keep getting better and better. <laughs> And a bid to share their stringy romance, she exposed the betrayal on TikTok, raking up 1.6 million views and over 120,000 likes. Did she? She did a video. Yeah, yeah. She's been. Oh, we gotta watch it. She live streamed it. We gotta watch it. What's your TikTok name? It doesn't say, but I bet we could find it. Um, we gotta oh, see it. We gotta see this it. is the, she said that she found out through a friend that she, that they had saw Marcelo enter a motel with another woman while she was for three Man, nights and three days. In on this shit. Marcelo Linho, their son, who had a virus. Marcelo Ragdoll on TikTok, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, oh. 
The argument was ugly and scared their son, who was crying. So she shouted to him, what have you done? But he did not respond. (laughs) 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 Hold on. My favorite was when she's talking about the pregnancy. She's like, it's true. Marcelo got me pregnant. He didn't take care of himself and he didn't use a condom. Oh, this is just entertaining. So entertaining. Um, here's my question though. Say you were invited, oh, you were invited to this wedding. You got an email or an invitation in the mail, and it's like, come see whatever her name, Mary Vanello or whatever, and Marcello get married. Marcello get married. And you're like, wait, who's Marcello? And then you get there and you realize it's a rag doll. I would laugh, honestly, like I would think I was in a joke. They would kick me out of the freaking wedding. I'm like, no, this is BS. Come on. <laughs> like, if I wasn't married already, you'd marry Ragnarok? No, but this would be the most epic, amazing prank to play on our family. <laughs> like, if I wasn't married, I would so, like, put all of my efforts into sending invitations that I marry a ragdoll. Hmm. That means she's, she's, she's having sex with this ragdoll then if they had a baby together, but you saw him naked. There was no, <laughs> no, that's I just mean, his casual wear. Oh my, he, there's other pictures where he's got the gray sweatpants on and he's wearing a chain. Oh, maybe. No, I, I don't even know anymore. I just, <laughs> I have no words. I would do you like you did. Hold on. If you did this to me, I would have you committed. I love you, but I would have you committed. He's eating. (laughs) See no appendage. No phallus. (laughs) And Angela, you probably should have me committed regardless. But absolutely, her, you her family's playing along with this shit. Her, nobody in these pictures are going, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Can you imagine me and a doctor called in to deliver a ragdoll baby? <laughs> wow. I'm really trying to find her page and I can't. It's also yeah. funny that the kid has a unibrow. <laughs> like full on strong unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I felt like you all would enjoy that. I also am now worried that we are going to spend the next hour looking up information about this crazy lady. I know, right? A whole. Yep. But honestly, I have lots of questions and I kind of need to meet Marcelo. Marcello. Get it right. It's actually Marcello. Mar- <laughs> I only know yeah. that because that's Mar- my boss's name. Marcello is the child. No, Mar- Marcellino is the child. Do you think is like little Marcello? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Chris, well, the lady think- was sad she was single and her mom made this rag doll. Wouldn't that be her brother then? Yeah. I would make an incest, yes. Oh, y'all, like, let's think about this. 
This could have been my life if Adam didn't come in no. the picture. I have a no. feeling it's going to be my life. <laughs> Put some longer hair on the cello and I might be after it. <laughs> I found a picture that. where she's dancing. I guess their first dance at the wedding. And there are all these people who are standing around with these huge smiles. Like they all knew this is this was the inevitable thing. And they're taking pictures and shit. My favorite is like the aunt or grandma to the side. And she's just like, what is going on? In the pink, like far left in like the corner. Oh. <laughs> what are they wearing to these weddings? I know, oh, look at that. Look at old girl over there with the legs showing off. You, you. Give some thick thighs She's with him. On like a dolly. Well, you don't. Yeah, you see that? Dance, do you? <laughs> He's got the four scump stilts on. I mean, she can't Who's lift him up. That is fan freaking tastic. You're welcome. I saw she that said and I said, "All uh, the this- women envy him." If. Anybody has any more information on that story and like to fill us in on it, I would love to hear it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into some call to action. This episode this week, I don't think we said it at the beginning, but we'll go ahead and say it now. I'm sure you read it on the episode title anyway, if you found us. It is going to be on cults. We're going to do like an overview on some of the more memorable cults. And there's some that we won't mention and some that we may. Um, I don't think it's any particular order. I think I have my favorites in the aspect of the most interesting. And I'll call call those as they come through. But uh, I don't think they're in any particular order as like the worst or best. I think we'll just run through a, a few of the more memorable ones. Um, I think later on we're going to do as we've been doing is to dive deeper on maybe an individual cult as we go through our podcast journey. But uh, at the moment, we just want to kind of get an overview and see what people are listening to, what people enjoy and go from there. And just a tidbit for our faithful listeners, our, our top episodes right now, uh, we were talking about this before the show is our uh, simulation theory. And Hollow Earth. And uh, Hollow Earth is our number one episode downloads right now. And then uh, Simulation Series, our second. Uh, we'd like to get those up because it's still not the numbers we'd like to see, but very happy of the numbers we do have. Um, love our listeners and continue uh, continue listening. Tell your friends and family, of course. We know you say that every show at the end, but I'm going to just say it at the beginning this time is to tell your friends and family and Whoever you think might give us a listen, give a give a laugh, and um, hopefully they'll pass it on as well. Um, of course, you can reach us via email if you have any suggestions, topic requests, or anything like that at twrdpodcast at gmail.com or the waters run deep podcast at gmail.com. And also our Instagram at twrd underscore podcast. That I love it. Is that their? We're looking at her, uh, um, uh, shit, her, I guess, what is that? Were they going to honeymoon? Is that the honeymoon picture? uh, It's just a, uh, a picture. They went to a hoedown together. I'm going to need you to send that to me, please. A little hoedown action. 
I can't, I can't, I can't like not stop looking this stuff up. I actually. Are good ideas? Well, I mean, he doesn't argue with her. He doesn't argue with her. I mean, maybe I can find. Maybe if I write her mom, she'll make me a female. (laughs) One that won't argue, hit me, cheat on me. Hey, listen. I don't know about cheating, David, because they're. Uh, relationships well, hanging well, on a Marcello, thread. Marcelo was texting other bitches, so and their relationships on a thread right now. It's I mean, stringy to say the least. Everybody's checking old Marcelo out. <laughs> I was trying to think of another like thread pun about him having the right stuff. He's he's, he's definitely got the right with stuff the goodness. Thing. He's definitely <laughs> got the right thing. Uh man, maybe I should have saved this for like our oh, offline conversation. No, he's got no feet. That's why <laughs> she was dancing with him on the wagon thing. The poor guy's got amputate. He's amputee. Lieutenant Dan. I wonder what war he was in. The poor fellow. <laughs> they didn't even say that he was a veteran. All right, wow! Chris, please save us because we're we can keep right. going on yeah. this. Here we go. So the first one we're going to dive into is uh, Heaven's Gate. So Heaven's Gate was an American new religious movement, often described as a cult, which it definitely is because it made this episode. It was founded in 1974 and led by Bonnie Nettles. Uh, Bonnie Nettles died in 1985. Was born in 1927. And Marshall Applewhite, and Applewhite's the guy that we always see, the bald-headed white guy with the big bulging eyes that you see every time they talk about Heaven's Gate. He was born in 1931 and died in 1997, and we'll get to his death here shortly. He was known within the movement as T uh, T and Doe, so uh, respectively. So she was T and he was Doe. That was their names in the call. So Nettles and Applewhite first met in 1972 on a journey of spiritual discovery, identifying themselves as two witnesses of revelation, attracting a following of several hundred people in the mid seventies. In 1976, the group stopped recruiting and, and instituted a monastic lifestyle. Scholars have described the theology of heaven's gate as a mixture of Christian malarianism, new age and UFOlogy. In a different time, a different place, they made a guy, they may have gotten me. Who knows? It's such has been characterized as a UFO religion. So this is kind of in line with the UFO religion. The central belief of the group was that followers could transform themselves into immortal extraterrestrial beings by rejecting their human nature. And they would ascend to heaven referred to as the next level or the evolutionary level above human. The deaf and nettles from cancer in 1985 challenged the group's views on ascension where they originally believed that they would ascend to heaven while alive aboard a UFO. They later came to believe that the body was merely a container or vehicle for the soul, and their consciousness would be transformed to a new next-level bodies upon death. This is where they take a hard left. There's also a few of the hardcore cult members, in this case in Heaven's Gate, also, uh, what do they call that when they remove their testicles? Uh, they 
castrate, castrate, castrated themselves. It's right there on the tip of my tongue. The uh, some of the top leaders castrated themselves. They believed that it was some sort of removing the uh, pleasures of uh, a companion. So the sexual desires that was something that wasn't allowed in this uh, cult. So March 26, 1997, deputies of the San Diego County Sheriff's Department discovered the bodies of 39 active members of the group, including Doe, Mr. Applewhite, in a house in the San Diego suburb of Rancho Santa Fe. They had participated in a mass suicide and coordinated series of ritual suicide, suicides coinciding with the closest approach of the comet Hale-Bopp. So they believe that Hale-Bopp approaching, if they... It was a uh, extraterrestrial craft. So their plan was as it approached Earth that they would, um, you know, kill themselves. And when they ascended, that they would jump aboard Hellbop and keep on keeping on. Not sure what ended up happening, but that's how they nixed themselves. And they're also famous for the uh, Nike shoes in the, uh, the, uh, they all wore the same branded Nike shoes. And they're actually, if you wanted to buy them right now, they're like super expensive because they don't make them anymore. I can't yeah. remember the the shoe name, but they're, I mean, they're just plain white Nike classic Nike shoes, but they're apparently really expensive to buy right now. So yeah, that's Heaven's Gate. That's uh, pr- probably one of my uh, more favorites. It's kind of your traditional. I think that's what most people think of when they think of cults is Heaven's Gate. You know, that classic, you know, somewhat ludicrous mindset and thought process so that is next and they still apparently are still existing because i stumbled across during my research i stumbled across their they still have a web page so somebody's still paying to have their web page up so they oh they have books uh what were their names t and doe uh-huh so they weren't romantically linked right I think Applewhite wanted to be, but it wasn't like, I don't think there was anything going on there actively. Cause I think it was part of the cult to not be sexually active. That's really uncommon for cults though, because aren't a lot of cults, like there's a lot of like sexual connection. Yes. Yes. And this one was not, and we'll get into a few more that have some of the more out there, um, mindsets on, sex and things of that nature. Hmm. And so you said that they, they, cause they all killed themselves. I remember that. Yeah. But we think there might still be some. Yeah. It looks like they still have a webpage. So they're still, um, still, still rolling. I don't know who's rolling them, but somebody's still keeping up paying for that, uh, webpage. Chris, do you ever worry about people wondering what you're Googling? Like, do you ever just get random, like, offers to join certain cults? Do I ever get those? Yeah, based on the things that we Google. Oh, no, I haven't. That would be interesting if I did. I mean, I get weird emails here and there, but I don't ever get offered to be in a cult. Oh. Ooh, this is a fun I mean, place. If you fun, did get the uh, offer, website. what would you say? Well, it depends on what they're offering. I mean, hey. Offering uh, wealth and prosperity, and can and can actually provide it. Well, I mean, they're all going to offer that. They're going to tell you, "I can give you whatever you want." True, and if they, you know, they come in the house and they get a briefcase full of money and they leave it as they exit the door, you know, hey, it's debatable. <laughs> I'll believe anything for some money. Yeah, 
Yeah. No okay. doubt. So it sounds like although this website is still good, like it's still active, I feel like no one's actually keeping up with it because it says that they're bringing it to a closure. So did they pay like an eternal who can write them? Yeah, I saw that you can write them, but I, it also seemed like, I mean, it. when did the internet come out? I was going to say, this is a very like early on internet yeah it is it is it is and it's someone that learned html for just this reason i found i found a website about who is running heaven gates website oh so it's the tila foundation which is the foundation that's seemingly linked to the trustees of the heavens group gate oh i guess they like into a trustee and then to keep it rolling after their yeah huh that's interesting wonder how those people's family think about that that's kind of shitty a constant reminder say, the group left us to take care of the website books and tapes they wanted to be shared for all but very few people ask for the books or tapes so very little has been given out oh christmas presents I wouldn't... for all yeah right <sighs> Very interesting. Very Except interesting. No doubt. A little bit better than this. <laughs> a little bit. All right. So our next is I'm going to say what it's everybody knows the cult as is Am Shinrikyo, and apparently they're they're now called Aleph or A L E P H. I'm not sure what the deal with that is. Am Shinrikyo, for the sake of the uh, episode, Am Shinrikyo is the um, what we're going to call them. So it's a Japanese doomsday cult found by founded by Shoko Asahara in 1987, the day of my birth or year of my birth, rather. It carried out the deadly Tokyo subway sarin attack in 1995 and was found to have been responsible for the Matsumoto sarin attack the previous year. So this cult started pretty much as a, uh, it's kind of a Scientology-ish, well, loosely Scientology when I say that. It's not directly Scientology. The only reason I even compare it to Scientology, so please don't come after me, Scientologist, is it was kind of a yoga, self-help. I think the the leader, um, Shoko Asahara, was a big-time yoga person in Japan. Mm. Um, kind of that self-help type thing. Um, so the group says that those who carried out attacks did so secretly without being known to their other executives and ordinary believers. Asahara insisted on his innocence in a radio broadcast relayed from Russia and direct toward Japan. On the 6th of July, 2018, after exhausting all appeals, Asahara and six followers were executed as a punishment for the 1995 attacks and other crimes. And the remaining six on death row were executed on July 26th um, on New Year's Day 2019. So at least nine people were injured, one seriously, when a car was deliberately driven into crowds celebrating the New Year on Takashita Street in Tokyo. Local police reported the arrest of Kasuhura Kasakabi, uh, the suspected driver who allegedly admitted to intentionally ramming his vehicle into crowds to pro- protest his opposition to the death penalty. 
specifically in retaliation for the execution of aforementioned Om cult members. Hmm. So Am Sharikyo was split into Aleph and Hikari Noah in 2007 had already been formally designated a terrorist organization by several countries, including Russia, Canada, Kazakhstan, as well as European Union. It was previously designated by the United States as a terrorist organization until 2022. So as of 2022, they are no longer considered a terrorist group, according to the United States, when the State Department determined that the group largely defunct as a terrorist organization. So this group, um, so here's the doctrine. I'll just read some of their doctrine here. So Shinrikyo Am is this uh, syncretic belief system that draws upon Ashihara's idiosyncratic interpretations of elements of early Indian Buddhism and Tibetan Buddhism, as well as Hinduism, taking Shiva as the main image of worship. It also incorporates Christian millennialist ideas, the theory and practice of yoga, and the writings of Nostradamus. Its founder, Chizuo Matsumoto claimed that he sought to restore original Buddhism, but employed Christian millennialist rhetoric in 1992. Matsumoto, who had changed his name to Soko Ashihara, published a foundational book declaring himself to be Christ, Japan's only fully enlightened master, as well as identifying himself as the Lamb of God. So as you can see, they're batshit crazy, their leader. <laughs> Um, he's yeah. kind of mixing all kinds of religions there and just uh, picking and choosing. But um, very interesting. They they were they I guess somehow figured out how to make the sarin gas and they um, packaged it up and did two attacks. Um, one, the more main known one is the one I talked about a minute ago was the subway attack in um, Japan, I believe. Yeah. But, okay. How, what did uh, they, what yeah, was the reason for the attack? Like, why did they do that? It looks like it had something to do with planned police raids to divert the police attention from them getting raided themselves. Oh, it's like a little switcheroo. So he also apparently wanted to start a third world war as well, it looks like. But yeah, it looks like it was mainly the... the divert the police attentions, but it was also an attempt to spark the apocalypse by starting World War III. Like, I don't... Very fascinating. I feel like if I was a part of a group... Like, okay, let's be honest. I feel like I probably am a part of a, a cult being a Catholic. I think all religions have cult aspects. But if I... If I was a part of a group that was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to like kill a ton of people and start War World 3. I think I'd be like, ooh, that doesn't really fly with me. Yeah, but I think that people in these cults, like they're so in that yeah. it's kind of hard to backstep at that point. Like you either kind of got to ride it out or you get that peer pressure kind of thing going on you know where you're you're in you're you're stuck you know Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of a reason for somebody to join a cult Mm -hmm. like there's mentally you you want to be a part of a group that you you want to fit in somewhere like you've probably lived your life as a loner or something like that and you haven't fit in and 
and and what have you. And and the cult is a is a drawing. Like you know, these people will accept you for whatever you are as long as you're willing to follow whatever they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So our next one on the docket here is the good old Branch Davidians. Ah, yes. Um, so the Branch Davidians or the General Association of Branch Davidian Seventh-day Adventists were an apocalyptic new religious movement founded in 1955 by Benjamin Roden. They regarded themselves as a continuation of the General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists established by Victor Hotef in 1935. I'm not going to jump into, because we're not doing a deep dive on the Branch Davidian, so I'm not going to jump into the Hotef story. So they were but, a uh, part of the Seventh-day Adventist. Like they were, and they branched Yeah, it's out. like a spinoff. Yeah, like okay. a spinoff. Okay. So in 1957, Florence sold the original Mount Carmel Center and purchased 941 acres, 941 acres near Elk, Texas, 13 miles northwest of Waco. So you see where that's going. Naming the property New Mount Carmel Center after the failure of Florence's prophecy of apocalyptic events on or near April 22nd, 1955, she discovered, or sorry, she dissolved the Davidian Association in 1962 and sold all but 77.86 acres of the New Mount Caramel property. Roden took possession of the New Mount Caramel in 1962 and began his efforts to purchase the remaining 77.86 acres. On February 27, 73, New Mount Caramel was sold to Benjamin Roden, Luis Roden, and their son, George Roden, trustees of the General Association of Branch Davidian Seventh-day Adventists. From this point on, the property was simply known as Mount Caramel. Upon the death of Road in 1978, his wife, Lewis, became the next Davidian prophet at the compound. Hmm. So, uh, you know where that's going. We'll get into, here's the rise of David Koresh. That's what everybody knows about Waco. I see where that's going. That was just a little background on the Branch Davidians. So, Howell's arrival on Mount Caramel in 1981 was well-received by nearly everyone at the Davidian Commune. He had engaged in an affair with Lewis Roden. So, you know who Lewis Roden is. She's the lead cheese. Uh, while he was in his late 20s, and she was in her late 60s. So, she was massively robbing the cradle, and he was getting up in it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Howell wanted to father a child with her. Good luck who, according to his understanding, would be the chosen one. So it'll be Neo. They're going to have Neo. He's the chosen one. Hmm, I don't think <laughs> when that's she how died, works, but okay. Oh, We're I thought this was the beginning longer. of the Matrix movie. Because <laughs> we don't know where Neo came from. Maybe that's where Neo from sure. the Matrix came from. Anyway, so when she died, nope, apparently not. So when she died, George Roden inherited the uh, position of prophet and leader of the sect. A power struggle ensued between Roden and Howell, who soon gained the loyalty of the majority of the Vidians. In 1984, Howell and his fathers left Mount Caramel. Roden accused Howell of starting a fire that consumed $500,000 administrating building and press, which Roden subsequently renamed Rodenville 
Another splinter group led by Charlie Pace also left and settled in Alabama. As an attempt to regain support, Roden challenged Howe to raise the dead, going so far as to exhume the corpse of two decades deceased Davidian in order to demonstrate his spiritual supremacy. Roden denied this, saying that he only had been moving the community cemetery. The legal act gave Howe an opportunity to attend to attempt to file charges against Roden, but he was told he needed evidence in order to substantiate the charges. On November 3rd, 1987, Howell and seven of his followers raided Mount Carmel, equipped with five 223 caliber semi-autic rifles, two 22 caliber rifles, two 12-gauge shotguns, and nearly 400 rounds of ammunition in an apparent attempt to retake the compound. Although Hal's group claimed that it was trying to obtain evidence on Roan's legal activities, its members did not take a camera with them. The trial ended with the jury finding Hal's followers not guilty, but the jury members were unable to agree on a verdict for Hal himself. And his followers were acquitted. Hal invited the prosecutors to Mount Carmel for ice cream. It's claimed that Hal was never authorized to name his breakaway sect the Branch Davidians, and the church which bears that name continues to represent the members of the Branch Davidian or the Branch Church who did not follow him. Hmm. So here's the aftermath. We'll just we'll do a little quick on that. So in all, four ATF agents were killed in the aftermath. Sixteen were wounded, and six Branch Davidians died in the initial raid on February 28th, 76. Oh, sorry, in February 28th. 76 more died in the final assault on April 19th. The events at Waco spurred criminal prosecution and civil litigation. A federal grand jury indicted 12 of the surviving Branch Davidians, charging them with aiding and abetting in a murder of federal officers and unlawful possession and use of various firearms. Eight Branch Davidians were convicted of firearms charges, five convicted of voluntary manslaughter, and four were acquitted of all charges. As of July 2007, all Branch Davidians had been released from prison. Civil suits were brought against the United States government, federal officials, former government of Texas, and and sorry, former governor of Texas, Ann Richards, and members of the Texas Army National Guard. The bulk of these claims were dismissed because they were insufficient as a matter of law, or because the plaintiffs could not material evidence in support of them. One case. Uh, Andrade versus Chonaki made it to the Fifth Circuit, which upheld a previous ruling of taste, take nothing denied. So apparently, one almost got through, but didn't. So yeah, that was that was this just a half-assed, slight story, uh, you know, stuff that I didn't know about regarding the Waco. So it was just a jump of the facts of stuff surrounding Waco. Um, pretty much everybody knows that story. It would be fun to do a deep dive because there's a lot going on there. But uh, I, that was just some facts that I didn't know. So when did so? Okay, I'm just kind of keeping track here. So when did they get founded in the seven in seventies? So it really started because there's there was a couple spinoffs there that I had trouble following, but they really started back in 1929. Oh, shit. Um, and then they, yeah, they had a, a spinoff in 34 and then another spinoff in 42 and then another spinoff in 76, I believe, or 78. And then the final one was um, the one that David Koresh had control of where Waco 
you know, happened. And that was around, that was in the eighties, like mid eighties or early eighties. Or they kind of became the Davidians. Yeah. Branch Davidians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good old David Koresh. All those Davids. Yeah. Cause I'm noticing like when we talk about these, these cults, at least the first three we've, you've mentioned, Chris, they seem to mostly be like late seventies, early eighties, which the sociologist yeah. to me is like, what's the connection there. So I'm curious as we go on, um, what that looks like. So. Yeah, I think it's um just the times. I think it was, you know, not much going on. They had these uh, people, these very persuasive people coming through that somebody handed them a microphone and it just took off. I think that was a, a large, large chunk of it. I'm sure there's other going on there, but. Well, I mean, you're coming off the 70s, too, if you look at that timeline, the 70s of, you know, the drugs, the yeah. togetherness, the, you know, everybody's one. Uh, you know, we live as one and, and, and what have you. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Dave. And the, wasn't in the Vietnam war and in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Very interesting. Continue, please. I'm really happy right. to talk about my favorite cult. So that's why I'm being a little quiet. It may be coming up. Um, so this is probably another one of the well-knowns besides Waco is the uh, People's Temple with good old Jim Jones. Uh, this is this is not my favorite. It's my second favorite, but I do like this one. <laughs> so all right, so the juice. They call the juice where I work, Jim Jones. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where that came from. All right, so the People's temple of the disciples of christ and that ain't a tongue twister i don't know what is so originally the people's temple gospel church and commonly shortened to the people's temple that's what i call it the people's temple so it was an american new religious organization which existed between 1954 and 1978 it was founded in indianapolis indiana by reverend jim jones People's Temple spread a message that combined elements of Christianity with communist and socialist ideology with an emphasis on racial equality. After Jones moved the group to California in the 1960s and established several locations throughout the state, including its headquarters in San Francisco, the temple forged ties with many left-wing political figures and claimed to have 20,000 members through, though 3,000, 5,000 was more likely, so they fluffed their they uh, pencil whipped their numbers there a little bit, apparently. So the pen- the temple is best known for the events of ni- November 18th, 1978 in Guyana. Uh, when 909 people died in a mass suicide slash mass murder at its remote settlement named Jonestown, as well as the murders er, of U.S. Congressman Leo Ryan and members of his visiting delegation at nearby Port Katuma airstrip. The incident at Jonestown resulted in the greatest single loss of American civilian life in a deliberate act prior to the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. Because of the killings in Guyana, the temple is regarded by scholars and popular view as a destructive cult. Well, no shit. <laughs> well, and like, I feel like, and I, I am so excited for us to one day do a whole episode or maybe multiple on Jim Jones because. Oh, there is so much, right? Um, 
but I want to, like, I guess in my head, I want to be like, that escalated quickly. <laughs> like, they went from, like, a religion that was all about Jesus and Christianity and equality, very, like, Unitarianism, to, like, we live on a segregated area in Ghana or Guyana and drink Kool-Aid. Kitty. Yeah. So he was very much, so this is just a little background on him. So Jim Jones had been, had become enamored with communism and he also was also frustrated by the harassment, which communists were being subjugate, subjected to in the U S during the red scare. This among other things provided a clerical inspiration for Jones as he himself described in his biographical recording. Ready for this? So this is a quote from his biographical recording. I decided, how can I demonstrate my Marxism? The thought was, infiltrate the church. So I consciously made a decision to look into that prospect. But apparently, he was hardcore into Marxism there, Amanda. That's fascinating. I mean, I love... Oh, how do I put this out? Sound like a communist. I... <laughs> I'm going to get arrested. I appreciate the works of Karl Marx in the sense of feminism and uh, anti-capitalism in the sense of why, why we work. Like I could have my own podcast about this. I think it's so interesting that he was like, I know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to use religion as the way to get people to pay. Like that, that's gold right there. Crazy gold. But gold. Yeah. Please don't come for me oh, he, for my love for Marx. <laughs> he also said he also preached to abstain from sex and to only adopt children. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Yeah, but he was a freaking whore and like yeah, he a was rapist. Banging and everybody. Like, he he didn't care what hole you had, he was putting it in it. Yeah, he was laying laying some pipe. That's a direct quote, uh, Angela. Amanda, I feel like this is going to be like a whole five-part series on Jim Jones for you and Marxism. I mean, I would love that. Um, and this isn't even my favorite one. I think Chris knows my favorite cult, but this is I definitely I think I do. One. So I wish I knew more of why I don't... I wish I... I how can I say this? I wish I knew more of why I don't like Marxism. I really did. I really do rather um there's a reason i haven't quite figured it out why i don't like it i like i do like the ideas of everybody's equal that you know the equality things like that i do but the only issue one issue i do know off the top of my head is that the, the problem that i'm seeing with it is that yes it takes the power from this sect of people but it then directs the power to this sect of people yeah. So it's really not fixing the power struggle in a sense, because it's still going to have a power struggle. It's just swapping it from A to B. But, you know, and, and I'm not I'm not for, you know, I love the government. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not for, um, you know, creating another evil and killing one evil at the same time. You know, I don't know. But and I don't. I don't Go ahead. I think Marxism is a wonderful utopian idea that's not para. We know it is not possible because power exists. Right. Um, and I only like, you know, like I think 
there is there is the theory in the books that sounds awesome and great. And then there's the practice that is just not plausible. Yeah. And I've heard and, you know that. and I wish I wish I can remember, but I've heard like terrible things about Karl Mark and you know where he like his deal like he wasn't I don't know I can't I wish I can remember it and I can't so I feel bad even bringing it up because I have nothing to defend it with so oh good old Carl yeah all right so next one maybe <laughs> is the Church of the Lamb of God oh I don't know this one. I've actually shortened it a little bit, but it's the, the true name is the Church of the Firstborn of the Lambs of God, also known as the Church of the Lamb of God. Why are these names so long? I don't know. I feel like, and, and the shorter version really isn't that much shorter. Like it like, has what, two less word? words in it. Yeah, it's like one word change. So the Church of the Lamb of God was a violent Latter-day Saints group founded by Erville LeBron, sorry, Erville LeBaron, that is responsible for dozens of death deaths over two decades. After his death, it was run by several of his sons. It's a little background on the Church of the Lamb of God. When Joseph Smith founded the Latter-day Saints movement, Benjamin F. Johnson was one of his earliest followers. Johnson followed the church, teaching and practicing polygamy, taking multiple wives. Then the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, renounced polygamy. Johnson and his family, like mem- many Mormon fundamentalists, continued the practice. In 1924, Johnson's grandson, Alma Dayer LeBaron, I don't want to keep saying LeBron, but it's LeBaron, Sr. moved his family to Mexico, where the government showed no interest in prosecuting polygamists. They, they, they went where they were, were wanted, I guess. They settled near Colonia Juarez, Chihuahu, Oh, I butchered that. Chihuahua. My apologies. Shut the fuck up. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's where the Chihuahua comes from. I'm going to edit and that Chihuahua out. Cheese. I do like Chihuahua. Who? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> My Spanish is a little rusty. I think that's probably more of like Native American. All right, so they settled near Colonia Juarez, Chihuahua. Almadair believed that Johnson. Look, I thought you got that one really well. I was really proud of that one. (laughs) Almadair believed that Johnson was the rightful successor to Smith and that Johnson had appointed Alma to follow him. After Alma's death, several of his sons claimed to be his true successor. In 1955, his son Joel founded the Church of the Firstborn the fullness of times and named himself as the president well that's nice to just say i'm fucking president now his brother Erville became second in command with authority over the near news their new settlement known as colonia LeBaron. a third brother verlin also held a high position of the church must have been the ugly duckling of the family he doesn't have a title he just holds a high position He's probably the 19- one that was like, this is bullshit. And they're like, oh, we'll give you a position. <laughs> He's like, still bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. By 1967, tensions were rising between Joel and Erville. Erville began advocating for the return of the formal Mormon principle of blood atonement. This required that a sinner must have their blood shed in order to have 
for them to have a place in heaven. Essentially, it required the death penalty for actions deemed crimes by Erbil. Joel refused to allow the practice into his church. Brothers also argued about the fate of their second Mexican colony, a ranch known as Los Molinos in Baja, California, Mexico. Joel intended the land to support future church recruits. Erbil wanted to develop the land as a resort. A resort sounds like a better idea because you make more money. Yeah, right. Okay, so, so this is really a quickly. cult off a cult. Oh, sorry. Basically. No, so what Chris just said about turning things into a resort, did you guys see the Righteous Gemstones? Yes, and I'm a love, I love yeah. that show. So that whole, like, okay, there's three brothers, right? Even though there's two brothers in the show, because, you know, the father and then you got the two sons. But they were talking about turning something into a resort. Yeah. So this is very similar to that whole storyline. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. It is. is. I wouldn't put it past what's his name, Danny. McBride. Danny McBride. Yeah, McBride. Love Danny McBride. Love that show. Need to come back. So apparently the media dubbed this as the Mormon Manson. So the Church of Lamb of God um, really started the clash when the two brothers had it out about this thing. Um, so LeBron, LeBaron started still doing it. LeBaron convinced his followers that he received direct instructions from God, which included using an abandoned Mormon doctrine, the blood atonement. So that's what we we're just talking about that he wanted to use because he was receiving the information from God. Um, so LeBaron had 51 children with 13 different wives and over two decades amassed hundreds of followers who allegedly murdered more than 20 people on behalf of LeBron and his orders. So Mexican authorities arrested LeBaron in 1979 and handed him over to the FBI where he was charged for the murder of another polygamist sect leader and jailed for life in Utah. Although LeBron died in prison in 1981, his reign of terror still persisted. What did I say, LeBron? Yeah, LeBron's still alive. Still playing for the Fuck. Lakers. Fuck. Fuck. LeBaron died in prison in 1981. His reign of terror still persisted for several years as he left behind a hit list of people he believed were traitors. So he still was still kicking it after afterwards. That's some goals there. I'm going to leave a list behind of people who've wronged me. Right. Well, it's interesting because it says that while he was incarcerated, he continued to write testament for his followers, follower, followers. One of those is the book of the new covenants, which is that list where he marked for blood atonement. Oh. And then it also contained the list of who should succeed Irville as the leader of the cult. So he had it all laid out then. Yeah, he had a whole plan. He looked in that Joseph Smith had and was like, yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Man, uh, two things. One, if you haven't watched Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu, highly recommend it. Super good. I read the book because my good friend Angela bought it for me a thousand years ago. Why doesn't remember buying it for me? Angela loves to buy me things about Mormons. One of her many I, I bought you that book. You did. And one time you also signed me up to get Christmas cards and Christmas videos 
of the birth of Jesus from them. Yep. So get those. That's hilarious. How they hold on, hold on, me, hold on, hold on, hold on. It wasn't you. We signed Margaret up. Remember? You signed your mother up. Oh, maybe it was. No, I still get them. It had to have been me. I would not have signed myself up for that. Oh, I probably would have. I think you did. I know we definitely signed your mother up as a joke. I do remember that. The Mormons are such, that's such an interesting to like have a, a cult like come off Off of, uh, I would say is another cult. Yeah. They have several. They have several. They also have the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's another one. LDS. Yeah. Yeah. They're, that's a whole nother level of, of good crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Stay sweet, baby. What they say, stay sweet. <laughs> I think All I right, that, so the next one um, on my discovery that you gave Chris on the discovery account, I think I watched everything there was to watch about Mormonism. Are you serious? Yeah, so if you're like, why do I have this? It's because I watched <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, the next one I got is good old, it's probably the most recent of the of the bunch, is good old Nexium. That's how you say it, right? Nexium? Yeah. Sure as fuck this not spelled is- that way, just so everybody knows. Um, yeah, I don't know why they spell it like that. It really confuses me. There's letters in there that do not make that sound. It's N-X-I-V-M. I don't know how that spells Nexium, but I'll take it. All right, so it's the name commonly used to describe the personality cult of imprisoned racketeer and sex offender Keith Rainier. Nexium is also the trademark name of the defunct corporation of the Rainier that Rainier founded, which provided seminars and videos in the field of human potential development. This is also seemingly similar to Scientology. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The United States sees ownership of Nexium-related entities and their intellectual property through asset forfeiture following Rainier's conviction. The Nexium Corporation was based in the New York Capital District and had centers throughout the United States, Canada, and Mexico. The subsidiary companies in Nexium recruited based on the multi-level marketing model and use curricula based on the intellectual property of Rainier called Rational Inquiry. Courses attracted a variety of notable students, including actors as well as children of the rich and powerful. Over its existence, former members and families in Nexium clients alarmed by Rainier's behavior and Nexium practices spoke to investigative journalists of multiple uh, newspapers like Forbes, Vanity Fair, the New York Observer, and the Times Union of Albany calling the organization a cult. The organization was criticized in similar terms by Rich Allen Ross, uh, Cult Education Institute, and activists and academics from the rich, or sorry, from the anti-cult movement. In 2017, former members Sarah Edmondson, Bonnie P.S. P.S.E. and that's French, and Mark Vincente, also as well as Cameron, I can't fucking read today. Catherine Oxenberg spoke to New York Times and revealed grave concerns about Keith Rainier and Nexium, including the existence of a secret society called D.O.S. in which women were branded, made to record false confessions, and provide. Nude photographs for blackmail. So that's really where it gets twisted is the the branding and the sexual abuse. Um, so apparently it was a decades-long pattern of grooming and sexual abuse of girls and women 
physically and psychologically, punishment uh, against dissenters and hacking uh, against enemies. Rainier was convicted on the top charge of racketeering and racketeering conspiracy, as well as several other charges. So apparently he was uh, forcing people to make these, to, to kind of blackmail him in a sense, make these false confessions or on tape. And then um, it was also branding them, you know, with his initials above their, right on their hip. Um, just a lot of crazy shit. With that. I feel like this started as an L- MLS, like a multi level thing. Um, yeah. And like got out of hand real quickly. Like I would like you to imagine if like Sensi did this, they were like, we're going to start off as this candle wax company. And then all of a sudden Angela has to like go to New York to like pose nude for a picture or something. Like I feel like it just got real out of hand real quick. But also if I was to start a cult, this might be one of the ways I would do it. Because you're getting people to buy into your products. That's how you're getting your money, right? It's a Ponzi scheme. So you're not really like, they're not getting their money back. And then once they're hooked and they're into your belief, you're like, great. Now we're going to get real fucking crazy and do some branding and shit. So most people, right. And that's the, that's, that's the thing. I think people get a taste of this power in a sense and, and they're a dormant from others. And it just goes from there. So Sm- Smallville co-star Allison Mack is well known for th- for this involvement in this cult, and she kind of didn't come in till the, the the later time. You know, I think between two thousand six and two thousand fifteen, um, she kind of came in, and then she left in twenty thirteen. But she was she ended up being really close, and became and you know got into like the inner circle of Nexium. And was assisting and recruiting and things like that. So she was quickly rose to the ranks, and that's how she got wrapped into this whole uh, sex trafficking operation. It's been described as or cult or sex cult. So it was also described as a pyramid scheme. Apparently, they had some sort of pyramid scheme going on as well, um, involving, I guess, the the step level system and the self help part of it. Pretty it fascinating. Does actually, have a lot of connections to Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It does. I mean, a lot, a lot of them do. I mean, a lot of them have slight bases of it. And I, and you, we've all heard the stories about science, and we all have our opinions on Scientology, but we've all heard the stories coming about Scientology, the inner stuff that goes on with them, and the, the you know, I do believe to not all of them are necessarily cultish in a sense, but I do believe there's an intersect, kind of like how Nexium apparently had the DOS. Or Das, I think there's an intersect that is like a true religious cult, your cult thing going on there. You know, maybe the inner circle, um, for sure. All right, so I'm not sure, man. I, you were saying your favorite one. I'm not sure if I know what your favorite one is. And the last one I have, I don't think that's your favorite. Oh, which one do you have? Probably not. The good old a- Manson family. Ooh, I do like the Mansons. I don't know if I would consider them a cult. Yeah, I would just say they're crazy. Like, I don't I don't know. I think that like part of what I would need is like and Dave, I think you would know a lot about this because didn't you do? Well, no, you did more uh, training on gangs than cults. But like, I feel like I would call the Mansons more of a gang than a cult because of the religious aspect. But I guess and Chris, maybe you'll go into this. I guess the 
they did believe that Manson was their savior, although he was just a crack pipe who wanted to be a famous beach boy. But no, yeah, you, I think you are not going to mention my favorite. I think because my favorite really does hone its own like twelve series. Like there are podcasts about my favorite. It is the one and only Elron Hubbard Scientology. I am so fucking fascinated <sighs> by Scientology to the point where I was like a little worried like two years ago that I might be joining it because I was so ingrained. I wrote my entire. Uh, PhD, like pre dissertation, while listening to Scientology TV shows and podcasts. I am so Holy fascinated. Shit. I'm so fascinated. And it's like, it is a little bit, I don't believe anything, but it is a little bit to the point where I'm like, I might need to join this just to see what these people actually think. Like, so, it's so Savannah, fascinating. Savannah and I went to downtown Plant City the other day and walked past the Church of Scientology they have in downtown Plant City. And I almost walked in just to see what BS they were passing. Like I wanted to, I wanted to walk through and go, okay, what, what are you, what are you saying to people? Like, how are you drawing these people in? And then I looked over at Savannah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I bring my kid into it and you know, then she gets hooked. Now I'm going to feel like a horrible father. It is like multi-level crazy batshit fascinating. And so I, I am it, not surprised that it would take more than one just introduction episode because, oh, ugh. And no offense to any Scientologist that listens to our podcast. I mean, you know, it, 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 is, it is your religion, but I definitely, I, I would like to know what it is that draws you to your religion. Well, they probably don't listen to this, but I think I've said really mean things about LRH in the past, so they've probably made us an undesirable. Um, oh, yeah, and there's, like, different levels. And, I, I mean, like I said, I just – it's so fascinating. Um, I'm very intrigued. I also really think Mormonism is a fascinating cult slash religion. Yes, yes. And I think that's – so, like, those are my top three is Scientology, Jim Jones, because I'm just like, Jim Jones, man – and Mormonism are like the top three that I think are interesting. The Catholic um, Church yes. is a great cult. I mean, Heck yeah! Honestly, oh yeah! On it, like we could do some 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 really religious cultish things. Yeah, CrossFit is a really good cult, also. <laughs> um, so I actually think I have, and I don't. There's probably studies about this, and Chris, I'll let you talk about the Manson family in a minute. But I yeah, yeah. honestly think that I have whatever is in one's brain to join a cult. Because let's 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 go through this, friends. I am a practicing member of the Catholic Church. I was in a sorority, or am in a sorority. So like, there's two cults already down. I like drank the CrossFit ju uh, juice for a very long time until my pocketbook was like, I can't afford that anymore. I'm real into Scientology and Mormonism, like super fascinated. Like I would be worried about me if this was the seventies. I think I may have been a member of Heaven's Gate. Let's just say, let's just put it out there. Well, I'm, I'm not saying anything, but there was a uh, trip. I think it was the second year you were down in Florida where you tried to um, get us into a gang. Yes. Oh, because I you would not that. stop asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were almost in a gang, so that that was a fun time for me in my life <laughs> with her. 
Never That's hilarious. Amanda, I don't remember when you brought Angela down to Florida and tried to join a gang. Where was I? I was, it was the it was the second year you were there. So it was sophomore year of college for you. So I definitely yeah. wasn't into my cult, which was my second marriage. But no, you were you were you weren't even married the first marriage yet. Yeah, because you didn't get married till I was a senior in college, junior senior in college. You got married when you were 26, 27? God, when did Karen and I get married? I'll take a word No, I don't think you were married yet. Only I remember, I remember when you got married. Like, I remember where I was in my life. And I remember I was still in college, but I think, I think I was like a junior in college. But yes, Angela, I do remember that. And I was not, I was not trying to join the gang. I was trying to get Angela to join the gang (laughs) because I am also, really excited about other people to do things and i asked these guys so we were here's the story friends we went and got tattoos and it is i have a tattoo on my wrist that says hope in greek uh and angela got the number 13 on her wrist or finger it was on my wrist and because you have five on your finger right well it's not that anymore but yes yeah you used to um and i remember (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the guy was uh, of Hispanic, probably, I think, Mexican descent. Um, and he was like, are you sure you want this on your wrist? And Angela's like, yeah, of course. Yes, David. Yeah. David is oh, right yes. yes. going. Oh, they yes. tried to get you to Andrese. You were going to get a sir. Um, you were going to be a sir. No, Amanda did. Amanda well, wanted I to s- know everything. Related to how a woman becomes part of this. Oh no, you don't want to be a Sereno as a woman. No, or no, 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 we do not. <laughs> I just had lots of questions. As our listeners know, I have lots of questions about things. And so I said, to the, I said, Angela, look, there isn't a gang nearby called the Hope Gang. If there was, I would join. But this is an opportunity for you to network. I am and so sorry that took me so long to catch on to where that was going. <laughs> I should have had it by the 13, but oh my lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old boy was looking at you like, are you really sure? <laughs> he actually Yeah, so there was the guy tattooing. Oh, we're going to say it? Yeah, there was the guy tattooing us. And then there was his friend there at the shop. And his friend was like, are, are you sure you want to know? And I did. Like, I and don't. I, and they were so polite. They were like trying to tell us about how like you have to have a train rain on you. I'm so sorry for anyone listening. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, they were trying to do it in such a polite way because I did, like didn't want to like uh, insult these two women. Tear her off. I don't know. I mean, what were they? You know? I <laughs> and I was like, so if they were on a train, I was like, how many people are in this train? And they. <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, it's thirteen. Yes, yes. Wow. And there was something else that I, I mean, they were so amused, so amused by my question. Well, it's be, you As know. most they, are with Amanda. Usually but, they don't get like innocent questions. Right. So what ended up happening? Well, so Angela got the tattoo. We did not join. <laughs> we did not join. But he did tell her not to take it off. 
while she was here. He was like, keep it wrapped. And usually yep. they want you to take it off because they want you to get air and stuff to it if you don't have tattoos. And he said, he keep it covered. Very specific to her of like, keep it covered. And even like, was very apprehensive of doing it to her because of like, he's mm-hmm. like, where do you live? And she's like, oh, I live in Maryland. And he was like, okay, you're probably okay. But like, keep it covered while you're here. Because we were also, side note for our listeners. Um, we were in Pasco County or yeah, Pasco Hernandez, Hernandez, Dave. So as a very like predominantly, um, Hispanic area of where we were, um, we were not in like Wesley Chapel area. Like we were like in Dade city further in kind of, um, so yeah, it was, I forgot. (laughs) Oh, I'm surprised he actually did it. Angela. I, I, yeah. Now looking back, God, that was. What, 15 PG County has a huge um, number of, well, they used to at least, of MS-13 there in PG County. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a Roman numeral 13, so yeah. it could be taken both ways in a sense. It wasn't like the letters yeah. and then 13. So, well, yeah, I mean, but, still, but yeah. even like 13 down here, like you'll get somebody, on, if it's in the right spot on the right side or what have you. You'll get somebody looking yep. twice and going, hang on a minute. What are you practicing? Like, are you. I think that was the other thing is he made you change which location you were going to put. He made you change which arm, I feel like. Like, I feel like I there was know. a conversation like- about the location and he was like, wait, which, where do you want it? Like, he was, it was the most in-depth conversation <laughs> about this tattoo because he was seriously like, does this gringa know what she's doing? Well, yeah, it's, I don't want her walking out of my tattoo shop right. and, and getting an innocent tattoo and, and getting killed because yeah. she's representing something that she's really not. So I tried to solve yeah. that by getting her to join. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> okay, getting her killed for representing something that she's in. <laughs> what a problem solver. Yes, yes. That's the friend you have around you, Ange. Oh, I'm well aware. I'm very I find well aware. A traditional the tattoo artist around me. I'm trying to get Angela to do something that is probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is, so that was the first time that was something like that. And then one of my other tattoos I have on my shoulder, um, I brought it to my artist and he was like, I'll do it. But this is very, very similar to the Hell's Angels. And nice. I don't want you getting... Um, mistaken like there's it's different enough that it no one can associate it with hell's angels but if it's a quick look uh yeah it it might be questionable (laughs) i love it and i just remember the whole time being like angela if they had a gang for hope i would join but they don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why you're come on jump on the ms13 train Quite literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 Oh, I forgot all about that. Huh? Well, because uh. it's like her birthday and like. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking yeah, about the train birthday. thing. Like 13. Oh, yeah, 13. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, you figure out where you're at in that train. That's That would probably have been my question. Like, <laughs> oh. Are you surely not the caboose? Well, no, no, no. I mean, I know where she fits in in the train. I'm talking like. How the guys are like, you know, how do you, how do you, where do you fit in with the guys? Like, is it like the leader? Well, yeah. Is it like the leader and then it goes on back to the rookie? Like the, 
The new kid gets We didn't get into those specifics, nor did I want to continue having this conversation. <laughs> I think I asked that, but I was very abruptly told, I'm here, Michelle! Yeah. I don't want to know! <laughs> yeah, she definitely, she definitely posed the question. I'm like, shut this down right now. That's funny. You're welcome. <laughs> so to all of our listeners, if we're wondering, I would probably join a gang or get you to join one. Look, I'm all more likely to get you to join it. Okay. There are several stories. I went to Scientology. What? There are several stories written that you can read. You don't have to like force your friends into MS13. That's horrible. She needs friends. It's an insider's view. It's an insider's view. She wants the. She wants the inside. Like if she's not going to join it herself, she wants to have the insider knowledge. You would have had something to tell, I guess. Something would have been inside uh, you for sure. Yo, lots of things. Let's do it, let's lots do it of things. At least 13. <laughs> <laughs> Off the start. I mean, who knows? Oh, they were so amused by us. I think we hung out there for like an extra like hour and a half with them. <laughs> yeah, because someone really wouldn't amused. stop asking questions. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Where was this tattoo uh, shop? I mean... And you want to take a trip back down to Florida? No. No. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I don't I don't even know if I could find it anymore. It was a nice one that like, Courtney and I go to in Lakeland. Yeah. I want to find a traditional tattoo artist one. around me. What's that mean? Like an old guy I, with like a mustache and a No, like it's a, a no, way he wants like sailor tattoos. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm just doing, the next tattoo I'm doing is just black ink, so it won't be, Topher, but we're like tradition. Go to the one that Courtney and I went to in Lakeland. A, he's Courtney's friend. He does all Randall stuff. Um, Courtney's our cousin for our listeners. Um, but that, he, that, oh, he specializes in biking. Chris, next time you're down here, just, just go to where I go. Yeah, Angela's Where you go? Too. Electric in Pasadena. Okay. And the one guy, it's only, well, there's three artists, but the one guy, like, he's done all my friends. Uh, oh, Amanda, you've seen Elena's. It's all yeah, like sailor tattoos. Like, he, they're all really, really good, but there's one specifically, like, he just stands out at like the old school, and that's like his favorite thing to do. So he's really, really passionate about it. Oh, cool. Cause I mean, what I want done is, is pretty simple. It's just a black band around my forearm. Well, two black bands, really, one thicker than the other one, and then some Viking ruins in between the two bands, but just like traditional black ink. So no color, but it's something, it's something, whatever ink they use, or it might be the way they do it. Somebody was telling me that it, it pops better and it lasts, the black lasts longer. Cause I have a couple black tattoos that, and I treated them like you're supposed to, and they just, the color didn't hold for yeah. shit, you know? Check. So, and like Randall's tattoos. Insta post hmm? or Insta um, podcast. So, look on there. I sent you the dudes. Insta. Oh, okay. Profile. Cool. Randall's are kick ass. Have you seen I know, they one? pop. I think, I think I've seen a picture of it, but all his like pop, like even the black, like, and they're not, I asked him the last time I talked to him, they're not like, fresh, fresh tattoos, the ones that I was talking about, like they were older and that the ink was still like 
in your face. You know what I mean? And he says that he gets it done. Like, I think he said like tra- traditionally or I don't know, something like that. I don't know enough about it. That's yeah. Yeah. Although I tell you that like we tried to match up and then I forgot that Courtney's like four inches taller than me. <laughs> She's got to stand on stilts to match up. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to stand on. Th- yeah. It doesn't work. Man is on her tiptoes. <laughs> oh, well. That's uh, anyways, guys, let's finish this off. Cause I feel like I just totally derailed us with my, we did. Oh, good though. We got one last one to bust through here. So it's uh, the Manson uh, Manson cult. Uh, as Amanda said, it's not really a cult per se. Um, I think what defines a cult, and, and this is my personal definition, this is not something that I got anywhere, is it's you know it's a group of people that centralize around a, a, a specific belief, you know, a single belief. Um, so I, I kind of do consider them a cult, and I'm sure other people do. You know, other people don't, whatever. But um, I, I do because they had a central belief and a central you know desire that they were all aiming towards. So in the late 1960s. Charles Manson brought together a group of displaced young people and called his called them his family. They settled in Spawn Ranch, a sprawling former movie studio near Los Angeles, where drugs were free-flowing, mandatory orgies were enforced, and Manson pushed his ideas about imminent race war. So they had me on the first two. Second two, they lost me. <laughs> yeah, right? That's like, that's, I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. Ooh, three. Yeah, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm in. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And then anyway, like, they don't cult- tell you about that till the like the last like couple days out, and you're like, ooh, I really enjoyed the other stuff, but I think yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> you do the old uh, Homer Simpson fall back into the bushes thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, not even that I would do the drugs. I just, you know, it's cool. Everybody's partying. That's what I'm looking at it as. It's not that I'm doing the drugs, but shit, everybody's partying. Let's do it. You know. Uh, so the cult leader told his followers he wanted them to go on a killing spree. And he didn't spring this on him. This is something that he kind of decided in a sense. This deserves an episode on its own. It's been the topic's been beat to hell by many other podcasters, documentaries, et cetera, et cetera, movies, whatever. But it's uh it's fascinating. There's a lot going on there as, as many as the others that we've talked about. But uh he didn't spring this on, and this is something that it was coming along. You know, he came up, you know, as a petty criminal. He got wrapped up trying to become a, uh, you know, the next Beach Boy, as Amanda said, with his music. And his music's not half bad. I mean, it's not terrible. I have to say it's 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 doable. Um, So after he was pretty much denied and told that he wasn't going to get anywhere, I think his that's when his ideas kind of took a downturn and he decided to, you know, that the reason he wasn't getting anywhere is because of the other, you know, the other races or, or whatever. Um, so he decided he was going to go on this killing spree and it was as a result of, uh, what's called helter skelter. And that's this idea deranged from derived from, uh, a Beatles song that was totally, you know, looked into the wrong way, basically. So on August 8th, 1969, a few of the members of the cult headed to Beverly Hills home and murdered five people, including actress Sharon Tate. They wrote the word pig in Tate's blood on the door. The violence continued the next night when Rosemary and Lino LaBianca were murdered in their Los Feliz home by Manson's followers on his orders, which is still debated to this day, even though he's long dead, if he actually gave the orders to kill them or if they just decided to kill them on their own. The one that he did 
I believe he did was the one, and I can't remember the guy's name right now. Our lovely fact checker can probably help us out on this. Is the uh, he was the music um, producer, I believe. I think that one he may have, and then so Manson was it? Oh, sorry, I skipped the part here. Uh so they were murdered. The Rosemary and Lino LaBianco were murdered in their Los Feliz home by Manson's followers on his orders. And Rosemary was stabbed 14 times. I mean, the murders were just absolutely horrific. I mean, both all the murders that were involved in this were just disgusting, unbelievable acts of violence that I've, I've ever heard of. I mean, it just um, Sharon Tate was I'm not pregnant. And, you know, regardless how far along she was pregnant, it was just brutally stabbed in the stomach stomach repeatedly um just just brutal so manson was convicted on first degree murder in 1971 he served out his prison sentence until he died on november 19th 2017 at age 83 so he hang on and he was he was a artist in jail too there's um multiple pieces of his art floating around um actually zach bagans from the ghost adventures show has multiple pieces of his and he actually has charles manson's entire jail cell pretty much set up in his haunted museum um out in las vegas it's pretty interesting to see it's not something that i would celebrate but definitely an interesting thing to see his cell and the things he kept in his cell his tv set that he had he has that he also has some uh pieces of his art like i said it's it's very fascinating interesting Wait, wait, wait. So yeah, Charles that's Manson uh had a TV in prison. Yeah, yeah, and then some people say it was it's cursed. There's a whole uh story like a like a recall story on Travel Channel that Zach Bagans helped with creating. And there's a big uh, movie director that did it as well. I can't remember his name right now, but it's uh called The Haunted Set or Haunted TV or something like that. Is it only It's show, on the like, show. The Home Shopping Network. <laughs> Like, I mean, what does TV do? <laughs> it, it, I, it, I don't think I have saw the episode. I'm just piecemealing it here. But it's something like it was causing this person to go crazy and wanting to like hurt people and stuff, if I remember the story correctly. Oh, okay. Yeah. What would your but haunted TV show, TV channel, like, or TV show, like, what would it, what, what would make it haunted for you? Uh, well, alien documentaries, if it haunts me, that's what's going to haunt me with, because that's pretty much all that plays on it is alien documentaries. So, so Chris, were you, were you referring to Roman Polanski? Because that's, that's Sharon's husband. Well, baby was. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were married, weren't they? Yeah. And. And you know what? I didn't. Yes. Okay. And it is. Yes. It's Roman Polanski. It's yes. Okay. Yes. So I got confused there for a second. Yeah, and um, for some reason, that article, when I was reading, I was like, man, they didn't even name him. They said he killed five other people, but they only mentioned Sharon Tate, and then they jumped to Rosemary and La Bianca, or uh, Lino Bianca, La Bianca's name. But yeah, there was multiple people killed in that one, including uh, the heiress to the... Folgers. Abigail Folger. Yeah, the Folgers um, family member. So we almost lost coffee there. Heiress, I'm sorry. Yeah, so 
just a fascinating story and it deserves a deep dive and I'm barely even doing it any kind of justice by touching on it as lightly as we are. Um, but there's a lot going on there and deserves for a whole episode in itself. So, but that's it guys. And there's a, yo, go what ahead. What would your TV haunt you with? Oh my God. Oh, Cooking we channels. skipped over that. Didn't we? What'd you say? Cooking channels. Oh, you only have cooking channels? Cooking channels would kill me. Much more honest than my alien documentaries. That's I fair. like that. I mean, you know, just. I mean, there, there's further stories into that. But yeah, if, if my TV was on cooking channels 24 7, I would destroy just everything. I, I would, <laughs> it would be a destructive rage. You don't like cooking channels? Wait, wait, wait. So that will push you off the edge? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that was going there. All right. Well, I want to change my answer then. Okay. Like Because I like the alien documentaries. Homicidal. Any kind of reality TV. Yeah. I I interpreted it the same way that you did, Chris, where Amanda was asking, if you were dead, what would you want the TV with? Right, right, right. No, 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 no. I was in the way David was. Like, what would play okay. that would be like a haunted TV? Like, you would literally be like, what the fuck is wrong with this TV? Any kind of reality TV, then, for me. Mm-hmm. Any kind. That's a tough so, go one. ahead. I don't even know. Oh, what TV show just drives you crazy? I don't really watch TV. Like, I only watch the shows I like. What shows don't, don't you like? Chris on this, I, I'm probably with you on this, Chris. With reality shows like that, I, I can't, I can't stand it. Like it's garbage. Well, I mean, you see some of these reality TV no, shows I, that are like you can tell they're so fake; it's not even funny. Yeah. Unless you like give me a TV program where it's just people driving like idiots, then that would definitely put me oh on murder God, spree. Yes. Bro, justice. That's a TV show I'm gonna invent. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's where there's a judge that copyrighted and pulls people over, and it's called justice. No, I just want like <laughs> guns on my car. Like, okay, so I think I posed this question to somebody at work. I don't know if it was here. Have you ever been driving down the road and you find like a spot on your windshield and you make believe it's a gun and you're like shooting the other cars around you? Me either. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. No, I have not gotten there yet. No, I'm not, but I bet you my husband has. No, neither. I mean, I I heard of somebody that thought Hold that. I pic- wasn't me. I've pictured having an actual battering ram on mine, so I could push people out of the way or get yes. them off the road. Yes, that's, gone there. The gun, that, that's taking it too far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard of somebody. It wasn't me. So. Yeah. No, I, I love people. I <laughs> Listeners, uh, we'll post this question on our Instagram. You let us know. Would you prefer battering ram or guns on the side that can shoot? Uh, yeah. People? I prefer or lasers. Lasers. Cars with freaking lasers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they have to be like strong lasers, like lasers that actually like burn people. Like the sharks from Austin Powers. Yeah. I would think the people with the guns would want the lasers to burn people. Not yeah. me. Right, right. Yeah, but those people. Yeah. Those people. Those other those other people that like pick some, those folks. 
they pick a dot on their windshield and they like. <laughs> um. So my TV show or my TV would probably play like nonstop ESPN Sports Center. Let me turn around. Your show is on right now. Turn around. <laughs> it's on right now. It's an L. I love sports. Don't get me wrong, but ESPN repeats itself literally for hours if there's not a game on, and that's what it would just be. Sports Center. Yeah. Or yeah. I, reality TV. I hate reality TV. And there was like those shows, like The Masked Singer, all of that. I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, that's probably my number two is sports because I'm I'm not really a sports fan. I don't have any like too much against it. You know, it's not like I hate sports. I mean, if somebody's watching it, I'll watch it with them, but I I will never turn it on. I used to love hockey. They went on strike the first time and then the second time, and I kind of, you know, fell off. But I will never turn on sports myself. I don't have any teams per se. Um, But, yeah, that's probably my second one for sure. I love sports. I'll watch any game you want to put on, but don't make me listen to this person say the same gosh damn thing the other person said an hour ago. My other Fair one enough. would be any kind of cable news network. That would be my secondary. Like, please do not make me watch Fox News, MSNBC, CNN on repeat. I will watch and it I- for what I need. If it's a very important thing happening, sure. Well, there's but- definitely nothing I need on. No. Uh, cable TV mm-hmm. news but i can at least follow like i can at least find the comedy in it you know <laughs> yeah that's that's about it but, i really want your cat to lick your head david uh, i've been watching i'm waiting it for him to get up like on she it is right now oh, she's <laughs> <laughs> oh man i gotta teach that cat how to like claw your ears no 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 you don't because last night i was sitting here and then all of a sudden like he stretches and i get a Freaking claw right to the freaking ear. Jeez. I was like, oh, son of a. Like, Savannah jumped. She goes, what? I said, the freaking claw, the cat just punched me in the ear. <laughs> Nobody does little toe beans. Yeah, he likes sleeping on his belly. He, he does the whole drunk sleep. Looks like he <laughs> like fell off the freaking wagon and he's just passed out drunk. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, Angel has wagon. to go spend some money at some small stores. So shops, shop small. This holiday season, all our listeners, no need to give corporate organizations your money. You yeah. Give it to mom and pops. Send it to us if you'd right. like. We have merch. Yeah. We have uh, donations we'll take. Um, yeah. Whatever you want. Didn't you talk yes, about yes. doing a Patreon before? Yeah, we yeah. need to do that. I don't know how to do it, though. So. What? Oh, oh my God. Know. That's where but, um, I can go and tell my stories about trying to get Angela to join cults and. Um, yeah. One time I tried to sell her in Dubai. Angel, what are you shopping for? What are we going shopping for Christmas? today? Christmas? Okay. <laughs> just in general. That's it. Yeah, just oh, Christmas. That's cool. Christmas. Okay. All, right. All right, friends. Well, it's been fun. Um, we'll catch you on the next one. And thank everyone for listening. And uh, please rate and review us on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Um, give us a like give us a share on Instagram and uh, if you have any questions you can write us review us I screwed that up my wife's yelling at the dog 
You can rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Please leave us a like and share. And you can also um, follow us on Instagram at TWRD underscore podcast. And until next time, thank you. Angela here for the fact-checking and recapping of some of the items from episode 17 of the, of the Waters Run Deep podcast of cults. So during the first group that was discussed, Heaven's Gate, the shoes that the followers wore were the Nike Decades. During the discussion of the Am um, uh, which was the group that was similar to Scientology and Doomsday following, they, uh, the subway attack in 1995 in Tokyo with the sarin gas, that was a diversion of the police um, by that group for them not to raid, but it kind of backfired on them where the police actually did raid them. For the Branch Davidians or the General Association of Branch Davidians, um, those were the offshoots of the Seventh-day Adv- Adventists. That group was formed uh, back in 1957, well, actually, before then, um, where Hotef, Victor Hotef, um, formed the group as an offshoot of the Seventh day Adventist um, and moved the group to the outskirts of Waco, where they built a community center called Mount Carmel Center. And then after his death in 1955, his wife took over the control of the Davidian organization. And from there, uh, that she sold the original Mount Carmel Center and bought a new plot near Elk, Texas, which was 13 miles northeast of Waco, naming it the new Mount Carmel Center. they kind of dissolved in 1962 and sold all but 77.86 acres of the new property. Rodin took possession of this property in 1962 and began his efforts to purchase the remaining uh, 77.86 acres. In February of 1973, New Mount Carmel was sold to Benjamin Rodin, Lois Rodin, and their son, George Rodin the trustees of the General Association of the Branch Davidian Seventh-day Adventists. From there, it was known as Mount Carmel, and until his Rodin's death in 1978, his wife became the next Davidian prophet at the compound. Uh, After this time, um, there was a young man named Vernon Howell, who was later known as David Korish, who became to uh, New Mount, Mount Carmel to study the biblical prophecy under Lois, and by 1983, he had gained a group of his own followers as an offshoot of Lois's organizations, uh, the Davidian Branch, Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association, and as everyone is familiar with, that was the group during the 1993 Waco siege um, that is very well known. 
for the ETF uh, rating the Mount Caramel residence compound for the People's Temple. Um, um, beliefs were based on a lot of communism and Marxist backgrounds. For the Church of the Lamb of God, Latter-day Saint group, um, they were very big in polygamy, and who was also known as the Mormon Manson. For the Nexium group, it uh, was very similar to Scientology. And uh, with the discussion of Charles Manson himself and the Manson family, um, he killed the wife of Roman Polinsky, who was a director, and his wife was Abigail Folger, who was the Folger's coffee heiress. Um, and at the time, she was pregnant with their child. And one last thing that I wanted to bring up was the definition of a cult. So it's a system of religious veneration or devotion directed toward a particular figure or object or a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs and practices regarded by others as strange or sinister, and or having a misplaced and excessive admiration over a particular person or thing. So as you can see, the few groups that were discussed in this overview, they were very heavy um, with the admiration of one particular person that they were followed on their belief system. And that is all for this episode. Catch you guys on the next one.